0: All right, here we go. Look Liquor Talk,
1: new uh, episode,
0: starts now. Welcome one, welcome everybody to another edition of the Liquor Talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Liquor Talk exclusive round. It's your man, V Jones, and today I have a guest joining me from California. It's Miss Emblaze of the Unexpected Theory podcast. How you doing today?
1: Yo, what's good, everybody? Hi, VJ. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm doing great. How you doing, huh?
1: Oh, man, I'm doing awesome, just trying to stay out the way, way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, how's it going out there in California?
1: I mean, um, it's going good in my household, but I can't (laughs) even call it as far as uh, everybody else in the world is concerned out here in Cali. Man, y'all
0: surviving the the effects of the coronavirus?
1: Yeah, and the lack of toilet paper and water. (laughs) Oh,
0: man, man, you should have seen it today. Here in Florida, I got up early thinking I'm going to go to the store early. The whole damn city show up. I'm like, oh, Lord, what the hell?
1: Yeah, there's no getting past that one. I mean, uh, me me and my guy, we tried to we tried to be slick about it and get up at like 5 o'clock in the morning and try to hit up a store, and, and they was all out of everything. I mean, I think everybody had that same sentiment of, okay, let's get up heck of early and try to hit the store. Nah, they ain't have nothing, and it was still a lot of people out.
0: Man, it's just crazy. It seems like whenever there's a epidemic or something, it's like everybody blows up the damn stores. <laughs> this, this is just crazy. And what yeah. I'm saying is, what I'm hearing is coronavirus is actually cured by um flu symptoms. It's, like, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, you know, and I'm... I don't really know how to feel about it because I feel like at at every at every turn we there's always some crazy uh pandemonium of an epidemic and you know they just start to spread the propaganda all over the place to get people fearful and frightful. but it's like if you just do the, the common things that you're supposed to do when trying to take care of your body on a daily basis, then I think you'll be straight
0: people not many people realize that and how's how's the affecting of school closings leagues getting canceled how's all that affecting y'all Oh
1: man (laughs) that's a whole that's like i don't know that's that that right there is probably one of the the hardest things for me because i have two small kids i have a three-year-old and i have an eight-year-old that's in second grade so her school closed this full this whole week um, from Monday to Friday, and I guess they're just going to test it out to see what one week feels like. <laughs> but uh, thank God for my job. You know, they're like, oh, well, you know, everybody's job is, is, is safe and secure. So we don't want you guys to worry about that. But, you know, when it comes down to, to taking time, they say that they're going to give us, like, 40 hours to go negative on our PTO, but then anything else after that, like, if say our, our, our kids' school closed, you know, for longer than a week, then everything else after that is unpaid. But I'm like, okay, that's cool and everything, but what about the rest of my, you know, the rest of my money? My bills don't give a damn about this damn corona line and... <laughs> This exactly. Budweiser, you know, <laughs> virus and all of that. My my bills don't care. Nothing about it. Nothing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My bills don't care about it either. They still calling. Luckily, some light bill companies said, hey, we'll, we won't we will turn your lights off. And even some phone companies even said, hey, we won't turn your service off. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, some are, but the others are just being jerks about it, you know, because yeah. this, this is crazy.
1: And I mean, out, my best friend, my best friend Bree is out there in Texas and, um, she said that, you know, uh, a couple of, uh, different, I guess, cities out there were saying that they would give, they would give their tenants like two months rent free, but it's what? not really free. Yeah. yeah but, but check it out though. <laughs> it's not really free because they still have to pay it back. So what they were going to do is they were going to give them two months without having to pay rent for you know for right now but then they have to tax it on at the end of the year. So either way it goes, you're still trying to play catch up.
0: Yeah. So you know this I mean? this damn coronavirus is just fucking everything up. It's and fucking up <laughs> And I feel bad for my co-host on my episode. She was pissed on the last episode she was talking about the damn coronavirus and the cancel her crews. I mean the crew uh. she spent time Booking this up now, <laughs> she got to rebook for November. I'm like, you poor thing. I'm sorry, but God damn, it's like I'd rather you be saved than be sorry. Get somewhere they can't cure you. So it's like, yeah, to degree I understand, but to another degree, I'm like, really.
1: Yep. And then, you know, all those people out there trying to take and book up those $10 flights and shit. And I was just like, OK, go ahead. Take that $10 flight. You know what I'm saying? Spend your little nice two uh, two weeks to two months out there in Hawaii. And then, you know, when you get back, you still got to recoup on, you know, your rent, your, your PG&E you know, whatever else kind of bills that you got going on out there. And the, the number one thing that she kept, com- w- kept coming back was saying was like, yeah, but at least out there in Hawaii, they ain't said they ain't got it yet. And I'm just like, so you just go wait for the other shoe to drop. Like, it's not that deep. A $10 trip and you're going to be stuck out there for however long because you can't come back. Not until they, you know, solidify the flights and everything like that. So you're just going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't got enough money to be out there, what makes you think that you're going to be cool when you come back home?
0: Right. And then I saw some videos of some airports of how everybody was just getting checked and stuff. The lines were just ridiculous. I'm like, yeah. man, y'all might as well just stay y'all asses home.
1: Man, for real, man. I'm like, it's not that deep, man.
0: Just it really home, isn't. Stay home,
1: stay home. Stay with your peoples, you know, your kids. Make sure that they straight, you know what I mean? Because if anything... Uh, they say it starts off as though it's like a common code or whatever, but then it escalates really, really quickly. So if you're not attentive and paying attention to those that you love as in your household or not, some shit can really come, you know, it could really come up against you. And yeah, yep. it's coming more quickly than anything.
0: Yes, it is. It's coming way quickly, but I'm about tired of hearing about this coronavirus. I know everybody about tired of talking about the coronavirus so let's just go ahead and get into it tell me about the unexpected theory podcast
1: oh man well I first want to start by saying uh thanks BJ for having me on um it's definitely it's definitely a process I'll say that the unexpected theory has been a process it has been my brainchild for I want to say three years now but I've actually just come to you know, um, I've actually just come to the, the, the space in my life where I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna just do it anyway. And I go by that. That's like my mantra for the show is just do it anyway and commit to it. So uh, December is when I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and invest in myself and see where it takes me. So I got my equipment. I went on to uh, Sweetwater.com. I purchased um, my Switchboard, which is the Rodecaster Pro. I got that and my microphone and my boom arm and it's set up in my studio right now. And I was just like, you know, if I'm going to do this, then I might as well just go ahead and do it now because. I can continuously keep talking about it, telling people, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Oh, my God, I want to start a podcast and all this, that, and the third. And then it's going to be excuse after excuse after excuse as to why I can't do it when I have no no real reason as to why I can't do it. I'm just in my own way. So when I came up with uh, the Unexpected Theory podcast, I named it the Unexpected Theory because it's so many different things and so many different variables in life that are very much unexpected. Right. So the premise of it was to just go over and, you know, talk about all things pertaining to life, uh, relationships. You know, I know a lot of people that are going through their entrepreneurial journeys and stuff like that, but a lot of people don't want to show or showcase or even divulge the, the, the ugly Of the process. So I wanted to take the time to be able to discuss and have a a direct dialogue as to the pretty and the ugly of all things that we go through on a day-to-day basis. Meanwhile, also building that community and the support of each other, you know, just to let you know, like, I know you're going through this, but you're not alone with it. And if you haven't yet experienced this, this is how I uh, got through it. This is how maybe you can implement these things if you see if you foresee it ever working for you. You know what I mean? So it it kind of comes up with that. So I coupled it with, you know, expecting the unexpected.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's real. And I appreciate you for coming on. So tell me, tell me about this last episode you did. I do definitely agree you really have to make your brain your bitch. You gotta you gotta (laughs) because if you think it. You're going you gonna to act on it, you know what I'm saying? If you tell positive things, you're going to act on the positive things. You, is yeah. that the destination? So I definitely agree with you on that last episode. So what, <laughs> what take me behind the thoughts of that episode. How did you come up with that episode?
1: Um. So I, I just got this new book. Um, matter of fact, I think the name of it was, oh, it's like, You Are a Badass. And how to tap into your greatness by Jen Sensero, and um, yeah. it was a good read. Um, I've read it once, cover to cover. I'm like, this is like my second time reading it now, just because it's it gives me that much from it every time that I read it. I feel like I take away something else from it. Um, but in the one of the openings of her um, of her chapters she started it off with a quote saying, if you're serious about changing your life, you'll find a way. But if you're not, you'll find any excuse. And I was just like, that just spoke, it spoke volumes. And it spoke volumes to everything that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. And everything that we deal deal with on a day-to-day basis, it always stems from what? Your mental space. Your mentality, yes. your mentality mm-hmm. is your frame of work. Right. So I was just talking to like my coworker and, <laughs> you know, she's younger than me. I just made 31 in February and she's about 22. And uh, she, you know, she tells me, Oh, she wants a baby or, you know, she wants to move out cause she's still living at home with her parents. And I'm just like, listen, man, <laughs> take your time. Take yes. your time because you're going to always be. Well, I can't say you're going to always be able to have a child. But in some in some form or fashion, you're going to always be able to have that opportunity to where you can build your your family. Um, and then right now, with the the way that the economy is and she was just like, it's so hard to try to find a, uh, trying to find an apartment. I'm like, exactly right. So why try to rush yourself into hurrying up and trying to get out from underneath your parents? Like, I get it. Nobody wants to be living with their parents and having to deal with their rules and regulations when you're just trying to live your life like you're twenty something years old, you want your boyfriend and all this, that, and the third. But I'm just like, listen, you even when you're on your own, you're still gonna have to sacrifice something. So why not sacrifice, you know, a little bit of your privacy, I guess it depending on how your parents are, for, you know, opportunities to be to be able to stack your bread up until you are able to find that perfect place for you to be able to afford on your own you know what I'm saying whether you move in with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or not so yeah yeah,
0: I, I definitely understand the way that she better enjoy it because <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting over here I'm, I'm about to be pushing 30 in December I'm like where the hell the time went it says, uh, you really have to enjoy that you know so yeah, you that do. would definitely be my <laughs> advice, advice to her you need to enjoy it and take your time with it absolutely and, um, but, um, getting back to your podcast, so far, what would you say, Which was your favorite episode that you've done so far?
1: Mm-hmm. I would want to say uh episode two, where we went over the go Get and you um and I say that just because I have been blessed uh beyond measure of the amount of support from my loved ones and my friends, uh, my close circle of friends to be able to, when I have an idea, know that I can nurture and cultivate that and put it out there to the world. And regardless to if it's only one person to a hundred people that actually take heed to it, it can still make a difference in somebody's life. You know what I mean? Um, And... And it's just paying homage to, you know, all of the, the amazing work that you do on a day-to-day basis from your frame of work when you first wake up in the morning. If you have a passion that goes out to you, that's a go-get-it mindset because you have you have a picture. And in that picture, you're able to go ahead and, you know, start building the proper steps and protocols and building blocks in order for you to be able to get to that end process that you're looking for. So, I want to say the go get it in you um, would probably be to date one of my favorite <laughs> episodes, uh, just because I know it just makes it makes everybody feel like even if they don't know exactly what their purpose is, they're still purposeful.:
0: Hey, that's real. Now, another question: What part of California are you in?
1: Oh, uh, I'm in the Bay Area. So I'm in oh. I'm in <laughs> San Leandro, but I'm from Richmond.
0: Okay, because I actually did a podcast with somebody that was in Fresno. I said, wow, <laughs> we got a lot of Northern Cali people. Um uh, not too many Southern Cali people, but um so what's it like <laughs> out there?
1: I love the Bay Area. I feel like we have some of the most go-gettedness out here by far. Like the Bay Area is just filled with so much zest, so much zeal, the, 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 the built up aspirations that people have, you know, and the wants and the yearness for people to pursue something in a different kind of way, to make a different kind of life for themselves. And there's so many different possibilities out here. You know what I mean? Like it's oversaturated with a lot of different things, but at the same time, there's still a lane for everybody.
0: That's real. That's definitely real. You know, I saying? So, what what's one of the go to spots you gotta visit with if someone's coming out to visit um the Bay Area?
1: <laughs> That's kind of a hard one because it depends on. Uh, it depends on if you want to be around people. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be out like in the limelight or where everybody be at and just trying to, you know, be out with the crowd and stuff. There's like heck of different places in Oakland, downtown Oakland that you can go to, like, you know, if you're into lounges and stuff like that. Um, Me personally, I'm not like a club kind of person. I don't really deal too much in the nightlife. Uh, However, we have some bomb ass eateries out here. (laughs) Um, we got this. It's this new vegan spot that just popped up, and I think they're called. It's called Vegan Mob, in um, downtown Oakland, off Lake Merritt, and they are bomb as fuck. I mean, you couldn't even tell that it's just like plant-based food. Like it, it It he has like this soul food that you would think it wasn't anything plant about it. <laughs> But it is amazing. I mean, it just depends on, like, what what it is that you're into. Our music scene is hype. You know what I'm saying? We got dance teams all around the Bay. There's a whole bunch of stuff for the kids to do and to get into. It's just, it it depends upon you. But we have a little bit of something for everybody. So I can't really say what a go-to place would because I'm very eclectic. And it just depends on how I'm feeling that day.
0: (laughs) I feel you on that. I feel you on that. That's real. That, um, now, getting back to you, so what compelled you to start podcasting?
1: Um. Well, I got my bachelor's degree in broadcast and electronics communications from San Francisco State University. And so my emphasis was radio broadcasting. And um, I had did a, a two-year internship with Clear Channel. And, you know, I just, I love the fact that a lot of the VJs, uh, or the personalities as they call it, um, they were able to implement a lot of themselves into their work. And, you know, in, in the Bay area, I don't know if you're familiar with 106 KMEL, but it's one of our, it's, it's one of the top stations that we have out here in Cali, um, or Northern Cali, I should say, uh, it's, Bay Area's hip hop and R and B station, and I had the the opportunity to work under two of the top heads, who was Lady Ray, um, of the morning show, and as well as Sana G over the morning uh, over the new morning show as well. So I mean, <clears throat> I guess what really gravitated what what got me more into uh, radio was just that here I saw. All of these people, just normalized people, <laughs> um, being able to just completely and utterly unapologetically be themselves on the mic while still producing a show all in one and having meeting all of these great, grandulous as people, celebrities coming up there knowing who they are, just, you know, being able to chop it up with the celebrities. It's what the celebrities like is nothing like they've been there before, like they've known them for years, type of thing. And it's an art when you really take a look back, looking when you really take a step back at it. It's an actual art to be able to do so. Like you have to put whatever fears or insecurities that you have about yourself and about your work to the side to be able to produce something so powerful that you got a uh, what is it? Um, uh, you got like a cult following. You have a whole city behind you, knowing that you don't see these people, you hear their voices. So they fall in love with you based upon your voice. You know what I mean? So it's like um, the materialism of the, you know, appearance based uh, aspect of of what radio isn't compared to what TV and television is, is kind of what drew me in a little bit more.
0: Wow, that's real. I definitely, I definitely agree with you there. You know, what I'm saying I definitely, definitely agree with you there because I, like you, I got my my um bachelor's degree from PMU, um, mm-hmm. and and you know, with radio communication. So, what's something about podcasting you wish you would have knew before you got started?
1: Man, how hard it is! <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't. I, I just I really want people to know that the the straight takeaway about podcasting is that it's not as easy as people think it is. It's not just clicking on a button, hitting record and then you say whatever it is. And then, you know what I'm saying? You end it and then that's it. Like it takes a lot of planning. You have to pre plan. You have to post plan. Um, I don't know if a lot of people do like a lot of post production or post editing and production. I don't really tend to to focus all of my energy on the on the um. The editing aspect, just because I want people to get uh, a more realistic and uh, authentic feel for where I am in the moment right then and there. Like, I you know, I might, you know, jot down some stuff about what it is that I want to say uh, and how I want to say it. But it's not like scripted to where I'm like reading off a piece of paper, every single thing, you know, word by word type of thing. But it just helps me stay on track. So, I mean, from show notes to (laughs) uh, summaries to having a post and marketing aspect of it, like it's a lot of work. And I think people don't really know exactly how much work people put into a podcast episode or a show in its entirety until they've actually tried to do it themselves.
0: Yes, I that, that definitely agree with you on that because it definitely is a lot of work. I didn't know that at first until yeah. I started doing it. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is definitely a lot of work because it's not just you sitting there producing it. It's yeah. You're also advertising it also networking, and also marketing it as yes,
1: well. So yes, yes, yes. I definitely that.
0: feel you on that. So what advice would you give to someone who wants to become a podcaster? Because there's hella people out here who want to some someone to pop up and do podcasts.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and to be honest with you, that was one of my fears as to, you know, whether or not I should start one in the first place was because now that, you know, podcasting, listen, five years ago, I graduated I graduated from San Francisco State in twenty fourteen. It's now twenty twenty. Okay. So and podcasting was just now it was a it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing like how it is now. Like there's a new podcast and a new podcaster popping up every single day. There's a new show coming out every single day. People are launching every single day. So I mean the fear that I had was because it's now becoming so overly saturated, I didn't want to be one of those, you know, one of those people or podcasters that, you know, just fall into the slew, uh, the sea of slew of podcasts. And, you know, and then nobody really just like tunes in and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because I feel like for me personally, I put a lot of effort. I put a lot of time into choosing the topics that I choose to talk or cover about. I, 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 I put a lot of energy into uh, the images that I portray, not just on the Unexpected Theories podcast, uh, Facebook and Instagram, but also on my own personal uh, Facebook and Instagram, just because at the end of the day, everything that I put out is a representation of me as myself, as well as the people that are around me and the people that are attached to me. So I'm very clear with my intentions as I produce and as I uh, execute and as I put my works out into the world. So if anybody is looking to start a podcast, don't be fearful and don't act out of fear of not being heard. Because somebody, even if it's one person, again, somebody is going to tap on your show. Somebody is going to listen to you open your mouth and that very first word and welcome that you give them is going to keep them coming back. Somebody out there is going to like it. And that one person may tell somebody else to check it out and vice versa. So that word of mouth is a strong is a strong and powerful tool. Just make sure that you're putting your best foot forward always. And the very first show is never the best show. <laughs> and I've learned that. <laughs> yes, trust me, I've learned
0: that too. It's like I've, <laughs> I've had a hell of a number of episodes where I'm just like, <laughs> okay, this ain't good. But what yeah. kept me going is what you said, though, that one, one or two people are tapping into you weekly. One to two people are sliding in your DMs checking in with you, like, mm-hmm. hey, I really like the episode. You know what I'm saying? Even the ones that aren't checking in with you, yeah. you know they are already not subscribed. So yeah, uh, it's like, so what have what have you been asking yourself lately when
1: it comes to anything? Am I doing this for the right reason? Ooh. Am I doing it? That's that's the number one question for me. Because I feel like after every show. I don't like to listen back right away. I like to give myself a couple of days before I even take a listen to what it is that I just put out there. Just because if I was to listen to it right away and before it even uploads to be presented to the world, I might just delete it because there's something that I know it's going to be everything. It's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that I don't like about it. But, you know, I just I don't want to I don't want to be that person to to psych myself out because I'm very much an overanalyzer. I'm very critical on myself. You know what I mean? But my number one question for me, I always ask myself, am I doing this for the right reason? Or am I doing this right, period? You know what I'm saying? Like as if there's a cheat sheet to doing this right. And there's not. You just have to put yourself out there. You have to produce. You have to execute. You have to maneuver and, and and follow through with that follow through. And shit, if something sticks, then it sticks. <laughs> and if it don't, you just know not to do that same shit again. <laughs> like it's a learning process, all of it. And for me, this is only episode four that I just put out. You know what I mean? So I'm still I'm still learning right now. You know what I mean? I still don't know how many people are actually actively listening to my podcast. I could still just be talking straight to myself as one person and not knowing any if anybody is even actually paying attention to anything that I'm doing right now. You know what I mean, so it's all a learning process, but if you're enjoying it, then keep doing the shit. Just do it anyway.
0: Yes, I definitely agree with you there um. You trust me, you're not you're not talking to yourself. Somebody is listening
1: to you. <laughs> you, know
0: you it may be your family member, it may be your co-workers, it may be your friends, maybe somebody in another country. Right. Somebody is listening. And that's one thing I have I admit I've learned. I've learned I'm hearing people in Australia listening to the podcast. I'm like, wow. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> so if you could change anything mm-hmm.
0: about podcasting, what would you change?
1: Um as of right now that i i would say that i wouldn't change anything uh about podcasting just because it's still it's still something that's ever evolving um i feel you and we're just evolving with it you know what i mean like podcasting is still something that's still fairly new to a lot of people as a medium itself um however uh the whole streaming aspect of it I don't, I don't ever see that going away. If anything, I just see us again, it's perpetuating itself to be bigger than anything and anybody could ever imagine. Um, because terrestrial radio is going to be there, you know, people still listen to terrestrial radio, but having podcasts and, you know, in the palm of your hand because now you have this handheld computer that has that gives you access to anything that you choose. As long as you have internet capabilities, like there's, it's it's too much. It's too much access for you for anybody to to not take advantage of. So I think, I think podcasting. I can appreciate where podcasting is coming from and how how far it's come from where it was when it just started beginning to where it is now, and how many people are actually utilizing it, and how many you know beautiful people are doing such great things with it because like 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 we've been saying like it's making a change and it's it's making it's 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 helping people in how they look at themselves or how they deal with certain things in their day-to-day lives or it could be just a topic or a title of a show that makes someone click on it. And it, the show could have absolutely nothing to do with what it is that they say that they're going to talk about, but they find something to take away from the show that brings them back to want to hear more, you know? And, and, and for me, that's a powerful tool. That's communications. And in, in its entirety, you know, communicating just anything and everything that you want with no filter. Shit. That's freedom.
0: (laughs) Yes, that is freedom, and you, you got to love that freedom. And absolutely. Like, you got to love that freedom. It's beautiful. That's one thing I do like about podcasts. You can say whatever the hell you want, and yes. all, all, the worst thing people can do is just turn it off. That's, that's just the worst thing they can do.
1: Absolutely, and that's okay, too. <laughs>
0: that's yeah, absolutely. exactly, because some are going to like it and some are not, and it's like, but yeah. what you find is you can't be defeated by the ones. don't like it you know
1: absolutely um in my last show of make your brain your bitch i had posed the question um i wanted i wanted to get more people who i guess the people that would actually listen to the show in its entirety to be more engaged so i i asked people to give me one word that would help describe uh well that would have that they would describe for living their best life One word that would help them describe for living them, living their best life. And I gave everyone my word and my word was freedom. Because I see that a lot of us are still looking for freedom. The chance to live authentically and have autonomy, which means you can make choices that can impact your health and your wellness and your happiness. Like, Just based off of our observations and experiences, a lot of people aren't really operating in or out of their spaces where, you know, they could be like creating and having the freedom to be involved in whatever it is that they want to be involved with or engage in in whatever it is that they want to be engaged with. Um, So it's a lot of us like sacrificing our happiness and our mentality for, you know, the sake of being enslaved to ideas that aren't really in our best interest at all. Right. So, again, I'm like, everything just comes full circle to, you know, your mentality, your mental space, your mental state and how you perceive not just yourself, but the people and the things around you. And your perception is what your perception is what's going to make your thoughts, everything uh, manifest. And so your thought process is a part of how you would make your brain your bitch.
0: (laughs) Hey, I definitely agree with you on that. And the one word I would think I would think to come up with, I would say purpose because if you remember nice. your purpose, then that's gonna that's gonna keep you focused and that's gonna help you focus on manifesting your de- destiny. If you just remember your purpose, that's gonna humble you and gonna keep you on that right path. So I love what, that. I feel like my one word would be which just purpose because sometimes in life we'll find ourselves getting down, but then or wanting to snap on somebody about something dumb <laughs> or something you're not going to remember in the ne- next couple of years. Right. So that's why you got to tell yourself, you remember your purpose, and your purpose is the reason you'll go to that job you don't like, because you know in your mind, you're not going to be there for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like some people are. You're not going to be one of these people that's been there for like 20-something years. Exactly. Or you're not going <laughs> to be in this place, living there for the next 30-something years. You just got to remember your purpose, and your purpose is what's going to keep you going. Absolutely. So that would be my one word for that. And... Getting back to, so what is your creative process like when coming up with episodes and what to talk about?
1: I just think about the stuff that, you know, that I have conversations with my best friends about. Period. I talk to, like, I talk to myself. I have these inner dialogues with myself. Uh, with every topic that I've put out so far, it, these are all questions and these are all you know, things that I've spoken to my best friends about when we've, you know, had a dialogue with that. And it's, it's, it's something where I feel like as long as it's a conversation and you make it conversational where you're not just talking at people, it makes a lot more sense.
0: Okay. So how do you continue to deepen your um personal relationships through your podcast with your people with your listeners?
1: Um by remaining authentically me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I let people in. I like to so one of the things that I've I've been trying to do or or that I have been implementing in every show is I will open up the show with uh, a personal anecdote or experience to back up what it is that we're going to be discussing. And I feel like that genuine uh, inside look of me sharing my personal experience makes a difference because now it's not just me coming to them like, let me tell you how to make your brain your bitch or let me tell you, you know what I'm saying? Like, Here's the go get it in you, and I'm just talking at you, and I'm just like like a preacher, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to preach to people. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just expressing the same exact thing that if my best friend was to call me today and say, I just I I, I just I, I can't figure out a way to get past my own mental enemy because you know, for a lot of us, we are our our worst enemies. You know what I mean? Um, and so what I would tell them is exactly what I would want to have told to me and is exactly what I would tell myself. So, I mean, I just keep it simple. Honestly, I just keep it simple as a conversation and talk to everybody on the podcast as I would my best friend or myself.
0: Yeah, that, I find that very helpful, and that's really real to just talk to people like they're your best friends. You don't need to be preaching at them, you know what I'm saying? Right. If you preach at them, they're gonna—they're probably more than likely gonna turn you out. Right. Now you know the name of the podcast <laughs> is called Look at Talk, so. What is your favorite liquor to drink? If you drink,
1: I do drink. I dabble a couple of times, you know. I'm a wine drinker more than anything, though. So I don't really do too too keen on the hard liquor. But when it comes down to wine, honey, I'm all there.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. So what you do? Red wine or on white wine?
1: I do both. I do both. Okay. And Bevmo has this red wine named Quentin, and it's like a Oh, what is it? It's like a a cab, a Cabernet. And it's Mm really strong. And it does what it's supposed to do (laughs) without having to tap into the whole bottle. So I can appreciate that. Um, And then there's this white wine that I like really, really much. And it's uh, it's called a Riesling. Um, And it's very reminiscent to a uh, Moscato. However, it's not as sweet. Um, it's a little bit more brute than a Moscato is, but again, it actually gives you the feel of, you know, feeling yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel you on that. Um, I'm like, if I'm gonna
1: drink anything, I want to be able to feel myself. I want to be able to feel good. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: That's real. Now you're the
1: first person I had
0: on here as a guest has said. It, they they prefer a wine overall over a hard liquor and and that's real, you know what I'm saying I've never had that you you're actually the first, oh yeah
1: and I, and I, <laughs> and also
0: I can expect that but seeing say you're from Northern California, that's seems to be wine country, you know if you know <laughs> what I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, but not everybody is like me, you know, like my guy he he's a you know a hard drinker when he wants to go there, but then he'll also sit back and have a glass of wine with me too, so I guess it's all preferential. Honestly, but my preference, I prefer wine over hard um, just because I don't know. I like the way it makes me feel. And if I do get drunk off of wine, I don't get like a hangover from it. <laughs> I feel you on that. Yeah.
0: I've never known anybody that really get drunk off wine. I oh, mean, honey, I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. So now we're gonna shift it gears. Now we're gonna talk about something I talk, previously talked about on Liquor Talk. We're gonna pull something from episode seventy-seven. Okay. Now, it, do you feel like it's possible for someone to drain the friendly energy out of another person?
1: To drain the friendly energy out of a person?
0: Yeah, because you know how you could be friendly to somebody over and over and over again, and you get tired of that person like letting you down. And is it possible have for that one person to drain all of the
1: friendly out of you? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I didn't even know that that was a question. Of course it is. Oh yeah, yeah. That's when you cut them off and don't deal with they ass no more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely real. You gotta definitely gotta cut them off and um, definitely gotta come off and move on from them. So, what's something you're looking forward to with uh, for the remainder of show when it comes to your podcast?
1: I'm looking forward to seeing my numbers grow. Um, I'm looking forward to see more people be more engaged with the show. Um, yeah, and just the growth of me. While I continue to 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 do the show, because you know while I'm also doing uh doing the podcast, I'm also you know working on my mental and my heart work as well um I've been going to therapy, so that's been you know helping a sister out <laughs> when it comes down to the mental clarity uh minus the mental constipation uh and the emotional constipation. Um, I'm able to get a lot you know get like my thoughts uh get my thoughts together that way it can come out properly um to where I can express myself the way that I'm supposed to and say the things intentionally without being rash or or mm, I guess somebody would oh, some people will say mean and bitchy or whatever I don't know, but you know just just making sure that i i i I come across the way that I'm that I feel like that I hear myself in my head coming out to people, um, and being very much more uh, open, being more open and susceptible to to people, um, because years ago I wasn't as open, I wasn't as willing as I am today as thirty one than I was back then at 25 or 23. So there's just, I'm, I'm looking forward to more growth, both personally as well as professionally and as well as all the um, untouched endeavors that I'm getting ready to embark on and launch and everything like that. And I just want to continue to make people feel good. You know what I mean? It makes me feel like a better person when I'm able to, help bring out or help aid in positive affirmations uh, upon different people. You know, I had someone inbox me uh, the other day and they wanted my opinion on an outfit or actually this was this morning. They wanted my opinion on a female's outfit and it was was coming from a guy and he's he's getting ready to open up a, a boutique a fashion boutique. And you know, for me, I was like, I love the color scheme, blase, blase. So I gave him my feedback and everything. And he was appreciative about that because here's somebody that he doesn't really know, or I don't really know him. And we're able to come and have like a, a dialogue and I'm able to help in any way possible that I can with whatever it is that he's doing or getting ready to do. And I just gave him, you know, a little bit of, positivity his way and just told him, you know, I know it may be hard for him right now, but to just stay the course and just keep doing it anyway. There's going to be a lot of people to tell a man that they can't, you know, launch a female's clothing boutique because what are you who are you to say what looks good on a woman's body vice versa. You know what I mean? So it's just little stuff like that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to a lot more growth. Was just myself in yeah. the show.
0: Yeah, that's real, and I'm glad you told that man to go ahead and push forward because you get a lot of women that will talk the man down, and have, and a lot of women. Some I'm not saying all of them do, but some has that mentality of the crabs in the bucket syndrome. Uh-huh. They want to talk somebody <laughs> down for no reason. It's like there's money in a woman's boutique. It's like
1: yes. Why not? Because one thing a woman is going to do is spend money and spend money on making themselves look and feel good. Okay.
0: Exactly. That's
1: why a lot of people get into it.
0: Yes. So he should, he should, he should feel no shame to get into it. Absolutely. No shame. So, how have you felt like you've grown since you started your podcast?
1: I have been able to start giving, uh, having fear take the back seat. Like, you're not about to be in my passenger seat anymore. You're not about to sit up here and try to steer for me in my lap. Like, I'm not riding out of fear anymore. I'm starting to, if it's something that I'm uncomfortable with, I'm starting to do it anyway and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because that's the only way that growth is going to happen.
0: Oh, yeah, that's real. That's definitely real. Now, switching gears, now, now i pull something I talked to my last guest about. What would you say is the different, uh, difference in, like, the culture of the West Coast and the East Coast?
1: The difference in the culture?
0: Yeah, like, I guess, <clears throat> I guess like, atmosphere. Like, I don't know if you've been down south, because some people tell me up north is, like, fast, and they say in the west is chill. So what's some of the differences people can expect when they
1: come out to Cali? Mm. well, I have family back east, but I've only been out there once my uh that in my adult life, so I can't really speak for the west coast i mean the east the East coast because haven't really haven't really uh you know been there to interact in that or anything um but what people can expect from the West coast is that we a whole bunch of go getters out here. And if there's anything that we trying to do and that we trying to get to, and when it comes down to getting to that bag, we're going to make it happen by any means necessary. And if you in the way of that, I suggest you move aside and let me through, or I'm going to just run right over you <laughs> because ain't nothing coming in between me getting my bag and the, and the dreams that I have for myself and my family. Ain't nothing getting in the way of that. So if you ain't ready, To uh, For the hustle and the bustle or to run this marathon, I suggest you not come.
0: Oh, that's real. That's real. (laughs) So is is there any collaborations you have upcoming on your podcast that you look forward to?
1: I mean, um, as of right now, no, I am. However, I'm starting to do a lot more networking um, with a lot of different podcasters. Um, nothing has come to fruition yet but I'm speaking it into existence um, I, I know I, I spoke to uh, a couple of ladies um, from a podcast called ladies pitch I'm not quite sure if you're uh, if you're aware of them or if they're on your your antennas or anything but they're super dope they're two, lat, uh, two latina girls out there from the Bronx, but they're, I guess they're residing in Atlanta or something like that. They've been really, really close friends and they're funny as shit. <laughs> they just launched their first uh, episode. I guess they just got done with their second episode. They're getting ready to outroll their YouTube channel so that they can have visuals for it and everything. I mean, I just, I like to see more people, you know, start something and to have fun with it. Um, but for me, I'm looking I'm looking to get more people on the show. you know what I'm saying do like a co-host type of thing or collaborate on a, a specific subject or you know have a discussion on whatever the, the whatever the the subject of the show would be. So I'm looking forward to it. I haven't ha- it hasn't happened yet. you know I haven't reached out to anybody. no one's reached out to me to be involved um, as of yet, but I feel it coming. Yeah, I definitely
0: feel you on that. And um I will throw this out there to you. Whenever you're ready for me to come on your show, you just let me know and we'll definitely make it happen. Hey. And, um <laughs> <laughs> so what now now nothing What do you feel like we struggle with as black creatives struggle with that you yeah. think that we gotta work on?
1: Man, it's supporting each other. It's supporting each other, period. Like it's okay. It's okay to big the next person up. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to lose no steam for doing it. You're not going to lose any followers for doing it. You know what I'm saying? The same people that you're telling um, to go and check out the other podcast, I'm pretty sure they're still going to come back to you because if it wasn't for you to sh- to give the, the word about them, they wouldn't have even known about it. I just feel like a lot of people are afraid to, to give to give the, the the support and acknowledgement of others because they feel like it's going to take away from them. And yeah. that right there, it, it saddens me because as a people, it starts with us and it started from us. We are the lineage. And if it wasn't for us working together, we wouldn't have the Mecca You know what I mean? So I think if we came together to rebuild the community of support and rebuild, you know, self and our self-worth and what it really means to be black, I think we'll be a-okay.
0: Yeah, that's definitely real. So now I see that you did recently just get started. So how did you overcome your first, the nerves of your first episode?
1: <laughs> I called all my people and told them, I said, the first episode is out. I was like, I is so cringeworthy. And everybody who's calling me was like, I don't know what you was talking about as far as cringeworthy. Like, it's not bad at all. You know, so, <laughs> um, I still, I still got nerves. I still get nerves like right now. I'm nervous being on your show, talking about it because it's still something so new to me in the sense of a podcast. Whereas, you know, I had my my actual radio show before um, a few years back where it was live on live 365. And then it was recorded. And then I, I had the pre recorded version of it uh, out online and stuff like that. But it's different from actually having a talk space to uh, like talk radio where you have breaks with music in between um, different segments and stuff like that. And using music to transition through certain aspects of the show. It's a, It's a total different realm for me. Um, However, I'm accepting and taking the challenge and I'm running with it and I'm about to make this shit my bitch. So (laughs) the fear is that's about to be out the window. It's all about being and becoming a lot more comfortable within yourself and in what it is that you're producing. So my belief factor is starting starting to strengthen up a lot more. Um, so I'm starting to believe in myself a lot more to where I can then portray that and execute that on the show.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with you there. Trust me, I know how you feel because I did some radio shows briefly before I got into podcasting mm-hmm. and, and I realized God damn, there's no damn rail breaks. (laughs) There's no music breaks. It's just me talking and me me and somebody talking for an hour hour of continuous conversation. But what I found is after you just keep doing them, you get into a routine, and then you just keep doing them, and you get better at them. That's why I tell everybody, if you just keep doing them, you're eventually going to get better at them. Now, this year, I did challenge myself to be like, hey, I'm going to open this thing up and have some more people on. Mm. And that's why I think. And and thanks to this Anchor app, I was able to um make that happen. So I do want to thank somebody else who who put me on to this app because now I'm be able to do this app because like I said even though the time differences because it used to be, you know, what I'm saying try to meet somebody in person and do shows, but now thanks to technology, you can just be in two totally different locations. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: That that's. That's definitely now what now, when you say everything is figure outable what what are we trying to tell people that basically everything you need can be figured out
1: pretty much there's not one thing that you're going through that there that that uh doesn't have a resolution for it there's nothing everything has a resolution to every problem <clears throat> there is an answer, you know what I'm saying, and it might not happen or it might not come when you want to or right away. Or it might take a might take a month, might take, you know, years for you to find that resolve. But just know there is a resolve. And there is a way for you to overcome whatever it is that you're going through. Everything is figure outable.
0: I definitely agree with you there. I definitely feel you on that, you know what I'm saying? And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know by now, this is Looker Talk. If you don't know, I got M Blaze of the Unexpe- Unexpected Theory Podcast in with me today, joining yeah, me all way from California. I appreciate you doing this with me, you know. So even though we're like in totally different states i'm here in florida and you in california mm-hmm. we're, we're in two states new yorkers want to be in <laughs> because i did have, i did an episode with a new yorker they were like yo there are two places there are two warmest places we can think of is california and florida and uh, those are two places we're in right now uh-huh. you know
1: I'm absolutely
0: but even though we take them for granted you know what I'm saying that's what, that's what taught me never take where I'm at for granted because it can be much worse because especially when you got people up north that want to be where we're Always. at it's warm and not stormy in the winter so what can people look forward to with your next episode
1: um the next episode we're talking about getting grown so this one should be fun <laughs> <laughs> um, when we talk about uncovering and discovering and, and the possibilities and all the pretty and the ugly of adulting, this right here is going to be where we dive into that, um, you know, from how when you were like 15, 16 years old telling your parents, oh my God, I can't wait till I'm grown, I can get up out of here. I can't wait till I'm grown so I can give me a car. I can't wait till I'm grown so I can, you know, do whatever it is that I want to do and I can give me a place and have my own apartment and da-da-da-da. This right here is where we're gonna divulge. This right here. Ooh. <laughs>
0: you might need to put this one on for the kids, you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Cause I remember being like that. Especially when I got that first job, it was like, Oh, ooh, yeah, I remember being like that. I wanted to just be out on my own.
1: And yes. be like, hey,
0: hey. And I remember my parents saying, Hey, you better enjoy this now because we get out here, <laughs> there ain't no coming
1: back. Exactly. Man. And I'm out here saying the same thing to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you oh, t-
0: hey, you might want to tell you might want to tell everybody and their kids to tune in for this episode because <laughs> we're going to be checking some children who feel like oh this is just the worst and living here is just hell it's like man listen (laughs)
1: listen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling myself now it's like damn I wish I could just go back to high school and enjoy it a little bit more and stop being in a rush to just get grown man
1: I'm trying to tell you because it ain't as easy as people think it is people think they see oh man, they got their own car. Oh, they got a nice car. Oh, they got the apartment. Oh, I can't wait till I get me an apartment. Not even realizing, yeah, you got an apartment, but you also got to have that job because, and then when you get paid, you're not just going to the mall and splurging and buying all of these cute clothes and these up-to-date shoes and getting the newest phone and watch that just came out. Nah, you got $1,200 rent to pay. You got a $200 $200 car note, you got the insurance on that car note, you got the renter's insurance on that apartment, and you still got to go grocery shopping, pay your phone bill, put gas in the damn car. Like, you ain't even got through half of what, right? By this time, your check is gone, boo. You can't do nothing else yeah. with it. And if you got, and man, I, listen, if you got kids, it's worse than that. <laughs>
0: woof, 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 woof. Hey, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Y'all make me think I that think, I think the most high ain't got no kids right now because I'm just like, you know what? I know that day is coming. I want to be fair, yeah. but I'm like, y'all better. And so to that 22-year-old that's rushing to think about having a child. Don't do
1: it. I wait you know, for yes, it. Yes,
0: please. <laughs> please just wait it out. You got to leave. Because I know a person once told me your 20s are your selfish years. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah. got to be your selfish years, you know? Most definitely. Because because once you get past that, oh, my. But you definitely got to be selfish. So I'll get you out of here this. So why should people subscribe to the unexpected theory?
1: Man, I say people should, 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 uh, people should subscribe to the unexpected theory because we're not just talking about, you know, the day-to-day. I mean, of course, that's, that has a lot to do with it. But we're talking about all aspects of life, Um. And whether you want to admit it or not, it's also very unexpected for all of us. So the number one thing that you can expect is the unexpected. But just know you're not by yourself and you're not going through this journey on your own. We're all just trying to figure it out. And with the support of each other, there should be nothing that we can't do.
0: That's real. I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, thank you, my guest and Blaze for coming on Liquor Talk and talking to a little bit about the unexpected theory. I appreciate you for coming on. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And like I said, whenever you're ready for me to come on, you just let me know. We'll set it up. I will definitely do it. You just, I, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you. You got over nerves, came on Liquor Talk, and <laughs> did it for, for your boy. I definitely appreciate it. Oh, Even man. though we're not doing this in person, sipping, but I definitely. I'm definitely grateful and I'm humbled and I appreciate it for you to take the time to come on look at talk. No
1: doubt, BJ. I appreciate you for having me on the show. I got my glass of wine right here, so I've been good all hour. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Y'all just make sure to tune in every Friday on tutradio.com and I'm also available on Apple and Google Podcasts every Friday, 9pm is when you can see that upload from The Unexpected Theory. I'm your girl in place. BJ, it's been nice. I thank you so much. I love you, my guy, and I got you. If it's anything that you need, I got you.
0: Hey, I got love for you, too. Likewise, if there's anything you need, you let me know. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Liquor Talk podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find your podcasts at. And you can follow us live on Instagram or the Liquor Talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been Look at Talking.